up until last week, only one man could claim to be the best invisible man. His name, John Cena. Your time is up, my time is now. Hey fam, welcome to a new episode of Stay Watching Mondays at the Movies. As always, I'm your host, Larry. This week on the podcast, I just have one movie that I want to talk to you about, and we're not going to waste much time getting into it. This week, I'm sharing my thoughts on the 2020 film, The Invisible Man. Um, One thing, this episode um, might be a little bit different just because in talking about some of the themes of the film, um, there, there, there aren't really spoilers for what happens, but, you know, from a thematic standpoint, if you don't want to know anything about this film, if you just want to go into it completely blind, um, it might help to, um, not listen to this, um, but if you're kind of curious about what the themes are and why you should watch it, um, I, I, I'm going to ha- try to have a conversation around that. So, you know, hopefully not explaining too much about what happens, but being able to talk about the themes and and why they're important and why this is a relevant film right now. So hang on for just a sec. I'll be right back. So talking about The Invisible Man, the 2020 Invisible Man, uh, which I don't know how many other Invisible Man movies there have been at this point, um, stemming from that original H.G. Wells novel. Um, But I think this one for me is probably the most compelling and the most interesting. So just to kind of start off, uh, this film was directed and written by uh, Lee Whannell, uh, who He's, he's a really kind of interesting guy. He's done a lot of spec work for horror films like the Insidious franchise. Um, he randomly played a cargo pilot in the Aquaman movie. So that guy who like flies them over the desert, that's that's the director of The Invisible Man. Um, and he also, a couple of years back, uh, directed a film called Upgrade, uh, which was came out not too far away from when Venom came out and was the better Venom that year. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, even though it is a really, really cool movie. Um, and he does a lot of really inventive things, both with the story that's being told and the way that it's shot. Um, and so kind of finding out that he is going to be the guy who he was going to be the guy directing this film. I was really interested in it, um, you know, and then it just a little bit of the backstory for me is like, I saw the trailer for this film and sat there like, why did they just show us everything that happens? Like I have the entire, you know, I have, have all the beats of the movie. And one of the things that I found really interesting sitting down to watch this is that I, I didn't really, there was a lot that was 
not said in those trailers that, um, you know, really made watching this film a really tense process. So, you know, one of the things that that I, I really just kind of want to say off the bat is that this film has amazing sound design and it has to for having your you know main antagonist be invisible for pretty much the entire film you need to find ways to make that thing person whatever terrifying and i think this film does a really good job of really leaning into you know well done sound design in order to kind of get you kind of jumping at, at every little thing you hear putting in footsteps putting in creaks and they just do such a good job of putting you in you know the main character's headspace uh which let me back up a little bit just a, a bit about this film in terms of what the synopsis is uh so basically we are following a character named cecilia who is on the run from you know her ex-boyfriend um she decides to leave him because he's been abusive um but after escaping from him she is she learns that he has committed suicide um and from there she needs to you know kind of start her life uh but not too long after some form of apparition which she suspects to be this ex-boyfriend uh starts to torment her and what's worse than a monster that you can see is a monster that you can't see um and so that's really where this film starts and so a lot of what we are are kind of tasked with uh in this film um from from an observational standpoint is to really uh get into the head of cecilia who's played by elizabeth moss and you know i, I don't know how many of you are familiar with elizabeth moss i i would imagine a lot at this point i mean she was peggy and mad men I have not seen Handmaid's Tale, but you know, she is the main person in Handmaid's Tale. Um, she's been getting a lot of different roles lately, um, from small stuff like her role in Us to her, her larger role in The Kitchen. Uh, she's just been popping up in a lot more places and she's a, she is a great actor. And I feel like this film really allowed her to shine because you know, there's so many scenes where she is acting against herself. Um, she has to make us believe that there is something going on, that there is someone there, even though we can't see them. And she does a marvelous job at that. Um, obviously, there's some special effects that help. Some look better than others, which is always going to be the case. That's uh, like the challenge with with effects today because it's like you know some are going to look great some are going to look terrible um i think there's some really really good ones here um if i were talking full spoilers there's there's an amazing effect that you know i just i hope people appreciate as much as i do um but they do some really brilliant things with that and being able to just see her you know, go through this range of emotions and and really make us believe that this thing is happening. Uh, it's just next level. 
And so that kind of takes me to the themes of this movie. So, you know, obviously at the top, I said he was an abusive ex-boyfriend. And, and what this film really does is it takes a look at, one, it's looking at abuse. It, it is making us face and comment on and, and discuss abuse and uh, abusive relationships and kind of the things that we don't see. Just because, you know, a couple may come across as perfect. You know, there are a lot of things that you don't see under the surface. Um, it looks at the importance of having, you know, a, a strong support system and, and those who can be there for you um, if you do have to leave uh, an abusive situation. Um, and I think those are those are two things that I, that I felt were really core um, to this film. Uh, and really important in, in what we we, we saw, uh, but also you know what does it look like when when that support system is challenged and removed? How can you react? How do you how are you able to navigate that circumstance? Um, so I, I just think there's a lot there that was really kind of wonderfully done. Um, it's 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 a challenging film in in that. Uh, you might go into it just expecting kind of like a normal horror film, um, but kind of being forced to uh, contend with some of these ideas, um, you know, it, it can kind of catch you off guard a little bit. Um, I, I knew that these were gonna be themes of the film going into it, um, and, I, and I'm thankful that they're there. Uh, one of the things that I found myself really wanting to talk about, um, less so about the film, but just more so about the horror genre, um, and I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast long enough, um, you've kind of heard me come around almost completely on horror. Um, so, But if you haven't, just to kind of catch you up, I, I, for the longest time, had not really been a huge horror fan. There were a couple of things here and there that I really enjoyed, but in the last few years, I, I really started to get back into the genre. A big part of that was Get Out, um, which kind of built on this tradition of horror films commenting on society and, and what was going on. And so you can you can look all the way back to like horror novels. Um, some of that stuff really, you know, looks at, at what's kind of, you know, going on. So fears around science when you look at stuff like, um, you know, Franken Frankenstein, Frankenstein, God, young Frankenstein is on my mind, apparently. Uh, Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, you know, you, you fast forward to, you know, as we start making movies and looking at uh, Night of the Living Dead and the look at race and, 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 you know, hippies and, you know, how some zombie movies are used to comment on consumer culture or, um, you know, how other films are used to talk about adolescence and, um, you know, all of these sorts of things. And then, you know, we get back to, you know, our get outs and we start to look at, at race again, you know, and, you know, stuff like us where we're looking at, you know, homeless populations and, and class disparity. And, you know, and there are just so many different ways that the horror genre, you know, is able to really tap into what's going on uh, within our country, outside of our country, um, and really kind of make us think about things that, you know, we, we tend to just kind of dismiss. Um, 
you know, but it's 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 in, you know, kind of like a, a nice shell. Um, so we go into it. We we want to be scared. We want to, um, you know, have this kind of thrill ride. Uh, but what that also does is it opens us up to having some of these conversations and, and really getting into these topics um, and being able to delve a bit deeper into them because our guard is down, because we 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 are being kind of opened up by these scares. It, it gives us a, an opportunity to really think about them. Uh, and that's what I really, really appreciate about this film. And I, I think it's something that in a lot of ways can be used to to teach um you know not to say that we should necessarily use horror movies to to teach people about uh abuse um you know abuse of power gaslighting abuse in relationships um all of those things but i think there is a lot there that can be useful especially for people that might be a bit more dismissive of of those kind of concepts um this i feel like makes it a lot easier to understand um and you know I, again I, I just think they did such a good job with it um i i didn't think anything was was too heavy-handed um there are some genuinely shocking moments in it um there are bits where i will say you know again from from the trailer there are bits where i thought i had this thing figured out I thought I knew exactly what I was getting into. Um, part of it is um, some really actually expertly, deliberately altered moments that were shown in the trailer, um, lines that were done differently to make you think a certain thing was happening in a certain way, uh, whereas it wasn't. Um, I know, again, like this is one of those films where there are going to be people who do have it figured out right away, um, and they may be a little bit disappointed but i think for most most general audiences i think they do a good job of kind of um in a sense hiding the way certain things are gonna go there there was definitely there was definitely a twist that i was not expecting at all um and i think they handled it very well um and it made for um a very interesting conclusion um i will i will leave you all to decide how you feel about it um but i i personally liked the way that this closed out and i know not everybody will um i'm really going to be interested to hear what people have to say about this obviously this film has been getting uh some really really good reviews um I know critics enjoyed it. Most people that I've talked to have enjoyed it so far, um, you know, and thought it was really compelling. Um, I hope that uh, it is able to start some of those conversations that I've talked about, and I hope that you're able to kind of take those things away. Uh, but obviously, you know, like with what I said about The Lodge before, if any of those kind of topics, if any of those themes that this movie is exploring, um, are incredibly you know triggering for you or you feel like you're going to struggle with that what i would say is you may want to kind of wait on this one um you know and, and take it in when you feel like you're kind of in a safe space for it uh because you know there there are it, it's it's touching on some really you know real raw hard themes um 
that can be challenging for some people, especially if they've they've been in uh, kind of abusive situations like this. So uh, I, I just want you to kind of take that with you, you know, obviously make the decision to see this film if you are comfortable with seeing it. Uh, I think it's very good, uh, but I also am aware that it might be challenging for some folks to kind of sit in the audience and watch some of what's going on because it may hit too close to home. So those are my thoughts on The Invisible Man 2020. Um, I guess, ooh, I, 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 I would be remiss if I, if I didn't talk about some of the rest of the cast. Um, uh, Harriet Dyer plays uh, Elizabeth Moth's sister in the film. I think she does a really good job uh, in the, the limited parts that she's in there. Uh, you definitely get a sense of who her character is uh, and, and why she is vital uh, to Cecilia. Um, Aldous Hodge plays uh, James, who is a police officer who uh, allows Cecilia to stay with him after she escapes. Uh, and Storm Reed plays his daughter, Sydney. Um, another character in the film, um, Tom Griffin, uh, he's played by Michael Dorman, and he is the, the brother of the ex. Um, and you know, he, he's again, is just like a very interesting character who's used in a, in a really fun way. Um, maybe fun's not the right way, but right word, but he is a, he's a really interesting character. And I, I think everybody who that's, that's kind of your main cast for most of it. I think they all do a really good job with what they're given. Um, obviously Elizabeth Moss has the most work to do and she is brilliant in this film. Um, you know, again, just before, just before kind of ending this, I think the sound team on this film definitely deserves, um, the Oscar because they are amazing. I, I would, I would feel really bad for them if they do not get any sort of nod later on when it comes to award season. I know like they're film is coming out really early and will probably be forgotten and but like i mean if you are gonna give it to a genre film this is the one to do it with because the sound that they had in this film is amazing so um other than that uh just a quick thing the cinematography i would also say was really well done um mostly because you you have to take empty space and make it horrifying and again i think that's done really well. Uh, the cinematographer for this film was uh, Stefan Ducio, and I don't, I'm not really familiar with any of his work. Uh, when I was looking through, um, I didn't really, I didn't see anything that I that I recognized. There was like one Beyonce video um, or two Beyonce videos that I, again, like I wasn't really familiar with. Um, and a bunch of other movies that I just like had never heard of, uh, other than Upgrade. So he did, he did work on Upgrade with with Lee Winnell. Um, and if again, if you're familiar with the cinematography of Upgrade, they don't do exactly the same things, but there are definitely some uh, similar notes there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are my thoughts on the Invisible Man 2020.
So, agree, disagree. Did you love The Invisible Man? Did you hate The Invisible Man? Hit me up on social media, at LarryTron, pretty much everywhere you can. Uh, or email me, Larry at lm2photo.com. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. I really am kind of getting myself into horror films and I would love your recommendations for some older horror films that I might need to check out um, that might be worth revisiting on maybe, you know, I've been toying around with the idea I've talked about in the past of like a kind of throwback Thursday episode where I watch old movies and talk about them. Um, if you are interested in that, let me know. Uh, and if you have some, you know, if you have suggestions for, for films I should check out for that, definitely send those my way. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for this episode of Stay Watch Mondays at the Movies. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, let me know your thoughts. As always, make sure to rate and review this podcast five stars if you can. Um, it goes a long way in helping other people find this show, uh, which would mean a lot to me because it would mean more people get to hear my thoughts and join in on this conversation about film. That's it. Stay watching, fam. Peace.